ever wondered what your life would be like if you looked at it from another perspective? What could you learn by opening your mind to other ideas and concepts? Who would you become if you welcomed the possibilities and embraced new opportunities? Hi, I'm Denise Stiegel, CEO and Curator, Living Healthy List, and your host of The Wonder Series, where we're here to offer you the opportunity to think outside the box and wonder how you can create the life you've always desired, a life on purpose, by design, rather than by default or circumstance. Our weekly interviews feature world-class experts in various areas of health, wellness, personal growth, and fun who all inspire you with their insight and their wisdom. Receive tips and proven strategies that you can use right away. We are here to excite, engage, educate, and empower you to become the person you've always intended and create the healthy, happy, purpose-filled life that you have always dreamed of living. A new episode of The Wonder Series is released every Wednesday at 12 p.m. Central Standard on Spotify, YouTube, Facebook, Google, or wherever you listen to podcasts. If you like what you hear, please subscribe and give the Wonder Series a five-star rating. And while you're at it, please tell your friends about us too. Without further ado, welcome to the Wonder Series. What begins with wonder can become wonderful. Well, hello and welcome, welcome to another episode of the Wonder Series. If you haven't guessed by now, it is Wednesday, Wednesday, 12 p.m. Central Standard Time, because that is when we go live every week. I'm Denise Stiegel. For those of you who don't know me, I am the host here at uh, the Wonder Series, uh, which is brought to you by livinghealthylist.com. So I am really excited to talk to my guest today. Uh, Susan Axelrod and I have known each other for a few years, so we really know each other, and we have some really good banter, um, and the interesting thing is she and I always can talk about something unique and different, um, and I think that's what's going to be really fun today. So let me tell you who Susan is on paper. Uh, Susan, with 35 years ooh, plus of experience working with individuals who care about the world, Susan is an intuitive strategist. She helps people feel good about themselves and create purposeful connection in areas of deep and abiding interest. Susan helps clients get conscious, clear, confident, live in purpose, legacy, and feel fulfilled. She truly helps women feel confident. And Susan, I know her as the confidence coach. So welcome, Susan. Thank you for being here. Thank you so much. I love the Wonder Series, and I'm happy to be here today. I'm so excited. So this is who you are on paper, and actually, who you are on paper, I know because I know you personally. is true. Is is it really speaks to who you are? But in real life, you know, if somebody was to say, "So, who do you do? You know, who are you? What do you do? What do you tell people? Who is Susan Axelrod?" You know, Denise, it's funny. My newest client, I started with her a few weeks ago, is someone I knew in high school. She was in my high school. And we knew each other, but, you know, lost touch over the years. And uh, five years ago, she and I started private, uh, private Facebook messaging. She would ask a question. We would talk back and forth. I asked about her area of expertise. 
recently, she contacted me and said, I'd like to hire you as a coach. I really need your help. And to answer your question, she said this to me, I've been watching your videos for years. And now that I'm working with you as my coach, you are exactly the way you appear in your videos. So, you know, uh, for you to say that in your experience of me, those words written in a bio ring true, the basis for me really is the interpersonal deep connection that I make with people because I come from a place of love and a deep, really uh, passionate desire to help people feel more confident so that they can live the life they want. It, it, it is so true. I mean, I, you know, you say these words and it's, it's so true knowing you and seeing how you work and how you work with other people. Um, you do come from that place of love. Um, mm. And I think, you know, being both of us being from New York originally, there's an added piece where, you know, I just get you. And I love that. Yeah. So today we're going to talk about something a little different. It's not, it's, it's more than just confidence. I mean, confidence is something that we need to have in our life. And we're always working on that. You never get to a place where you're like, I am fully confident today and for the rest of my life. <laughs> I love <laughs> that. Yeah. Nice? <laughs> today, we're going to talk something uh, a little bit more personal. And for most people, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to share my show my book. Sorry, I have to do this. Healthy okay. living, happy life. So that's kind of my whole thing. I think that's really important. But the subtitle here is what we're going to really talk about today. And this is the piece where, that I believe and I know Susan believes is essential. A practical path to finding a healthy lifestyle that works for you. Susan, when you hear those words, what does that, what do you hear? How does that make you feel? Honestly, the, the last word uh, or the last three words really are what it's all about, works for you. So as a confidence coach, I do a, a form of coaching, which is a talking experience. I do connect on a deep soul level, but over the journey of myself for the last 20 years, I've also been on a health journey because it really started with my own deficit of mind, of mental health. I was in anxiety and depression. I was on medication for seven years. And um, I learned that the way that you can improve your mental experience, which improves your emotional experience, can be through your physical experience. So you're talking about uh, you know, a, a happy and healthy life. And I'm uh, uh, resonating deeply with the idea of you, listener or viewer, thinking about what works for you. So Denise, I have been, uh, had something come up in me that has be, uh, been cultivated that I'm calling personal health practice. And the personal health practice is what you're talking about in the subtitle of this fantastic book. And that is, what is the practice for your personal health that works for you? And that really is what we're talking about uh, that is so deeply resonant here. 
Absolutely. Because I think you, you, you alluded to this before, like somebody could tell you, you should do this, but if that doesn't work for you, if it just isn't who you are and you follow that advice, you're never going to succeed. So if you follow what works for you, and yes, we do have to find that. And so I'm, I'm, I'm excited to talk about your journey, but when we find stuff that works for us, it's not that difficult. Um, not that it's always easy, but it's not like you're doing something that you absolutely hate to do. And, you know, it's drudgery. It really becomes more of, like you said, you know, more of a journey rather than this short, you know, I've got to get healthy now. This is what I have to do now. It really does kind of uh, allow you the time in the space to find what works for you and uh, allow that to be more of a journey. So let's talk about your um, personal health practice and how that started. You, you did tell us, you know, you weren't in a good place um, mentally and how that affected you in other areas of your life. Well, just to be clear, I did not know that I was going on a journey to define my own personal health practice. As often happens, if you do reflect uh, as a coach, I also self-coach, which includes deep reflection and deep consideration of, of my path and where I've been and where I am and where I'm going. And so it's only in retrospect that I realized, Denise, which is why self-reflection is important and listening to podcasts like this and journaling and all the things is so important. I only realized, wow, I created a personal health practice that works for me. As you just said, someone else can tell me you should be doing this, this type of exercise, you should be doing this type of eating, you should be doing, you know, you should meditate, all these things. But if it doesn't work for me, if it doesn't resonate deeply with me, then I'm not going to do those things. And worse, Denise, I'm gonna feel guilty about not doing those things. I'm gonna feel ashamed that I couldn't do those things. And all of that leads to this stress that eats on us in a latent way, uh, which is like the near subconscious or subconsciously. And so that really is how I came to this idea. So what has been working for me? And I wanna invite our viewers and our listeners ask themselves this question right now. You know, Denise, you said, let's give out tips, right? Let's give out tips. The tip is so simple, but never done. And that is what works for me? What works for me? What health practice works for me? Well, the health practice uh, doesn't have to be in the gym or the way we typically think of health. The health practice might be some uh, self-reflection. It really truly might be part of your personal health practice that could work for you, that you reflect, you journal, some people pray, you might speak it out with someone else, you might write uh, poetry or other uh, prose. Um, and asking myself this question, what health practices do work for me? And just asking ourselves that question helps uh, enlighten our soul. I have health practices. What? <laughs> yeah. 
you know, I have health practices instead of what we usually feel is, well, I got myself to the gym, but I only lifted fives or I went on a walk, but it was only 0.25, right? This is what we do to ourselves instead only, of that only part. Mm -hmm. Exactly. And, uh, and that's what I just uh, was talking about before is these things, these, these words and these ideas and thoughts that weigh on us, they actually eat away at, at us. I can't say enough. Uh, you asked me about my own journey how much my own journey started with journaling and I call it coming to conscious awareness. That's phase one of my confident life coaching, mm -hmm. becoming consciously aware of the thoughts that you think, the things that you do that lead to your actions or lack of actions, and then really beginning to like transform those thoughts to from not enough to enough. You know, I started, honestly, I went from couch. I was heavier. I had many, many more pounds on me. I was sedentary. I mean, I was like a working professional. I had a lot going on. I did so much, but none of it included what I thought then to be health practices. You know, I didn't go to the gym. I didn't have time. I didn't do all of these things. I didn't have time, right? Often comes down to I'm so busy, I don't have time but I didn't give credence to what I did do. So your personal health practice for you can really start with thinking what you can do. You know, if you're outside playing basketball with your teenager or you're outside, you know, pushing your child on a swing or you're uh, walking uh, with coffee with your friend, these are health practices. And honestly, Denise, you know, on the wonder series, I want people to wonder for themselves, well, what health practices actually do I already engage in? Do you know what I mean by this? Absolutely. And I would agree that we don't think about the things that we actually do do. do, do. Oh, I just said do do on a, <laughs> on a podcast. You're right. It's more, oh, well, I don't do this or I don't have time or I should do this rather than you know stepping back and i think um personal reflection inter introspective reflection is really hard for people because we just said num the number one reason why so many people don't do it i don't have time and so we make that you know not just an excuse but it's it becomes such a big barrier for reminding ourselves of the things that we actually do the things that we can do and so when I think of health, health practice, one of my personal health practices is cooking at home. Now, I know not everybody doesn't love to cook at home, but for me, I know what I'm making. I know what goes into it. And of course, there's a little love that goes into dinner. That's always important. Um, and so I, that's a piece of my health practice that I can control. So when I go on a trip, I don't feel guilty or I go out to dinner. I don't have that guilt of, oh, I shouldn't eat that piece of pizza or, oh no, I have to skip dessert because I really know my health practice and where, what I'm eating. And that's, that is a big part of our health and wellness. You know, what, if, what, what we're putting into our bodies, but it's not everything. It's so true. So the first tip of asking myself, what does my personal health practice mean to me? What are good health practices for me? what do I already do that are good health practices is really important. 
The second tip that I really want to share is imagining that your personal health practices can change your life. Now, let's be fair and honest, Denise. It, I didn't come into this. I backed into this, okay? But you and I are here today talking on this podcast, sharing this information, sharing this material, so someone else can come into this and not back into this later in life like I did. That's exactly why we're taking the time. It's why we're showing up with enthusiasm and energy. We're so happy to be here talking about this topic. I cannot say, Denise, how much that this tip has really affected me. Can this personal health practice that I do actually change my life? My answer, as it turns out, is not only yes, but it did. So for example, many, many, so many years ago, a doctor told me when I used to say, I can't get to the gym, I don't have time, I know I should go to the gym, right? Because everybody else told me you should go to the gym. Mm -hmm. Yep. The doctor told me something that's pretty well known now, but I'm talking about this goes back 30 years. Um, and that was, you can work fitness into your daily lifestyle. And what does that look oh. like? Yeah, exactly. And I'm here to say and show Denise how this worked. I, this is the God's honest truth. So you can ask anyone in my family, my kids, anyone in my family, my nieces, nephews, and they will say, Aunt Susan parks a mile away. So I'm not the one who drives around to find the closest spot. I'm the one who's parking at the end of the parking lot. I'm the one who's walking stairs instead of taking an elevator. I'm the one who brings consciousness to the idea that skein of yarn is upstairs, but I'm downstairs. Should I get it now or should I get it later? You know, I'm in my office, but I left something down on the table, uh, downstairs in the kitchen. I'm upstairs in my office, downstairs in the kitchen. Should I get it now or should I get it later? I have brought conscious awareness to these practices where I am grateful and definitely nearly always make the decision, go get it now because I'm consciously invoking what that doctor told me in a private doctor session of you know whatever sort decades ago that you can build fitness into your life. And that was how I went from being a sort of a sedentary and having you know 25 to 30 extra pounds on me. I'm kind of a tall person, so I was never, you know, I never really looked that big, but I knew. Right today, we know about prediabetes, totally epidemic. Uh, epidemic. Oh, absolutely, and most people don't even know that they have it. Exactly, mm-hmm. and so, um, so that is really something that I have done actively with conscious commitment to saying I can't get to the gym, but I can park far and walk. I can walk somewhere instead of uh, driving somewhere. I can walk up and down my stairs. I can go get another glass of water downstairs or upstairs. And, um, And this is slowly, honestly, over years, did change my life later. Uh, I came into anxiety and depression. 
in my mid-30s, I was on medication for seven years, after which time I wanted to get off. And my doctor said to me, if you want to get off medication, go to the gym. Now, that was a different type of commentary on going to the gym. Why? Because I was deeply motivated for the outcome mm -hmm. that would get me to the gym, which for me was to get off medication. I did go to the gym. My own daughter uh, was a personal trainer. She helped me in accountability and I did get off that medication. I've never been on it again, but honestly, that is, this is all part of the journey of how we came to this conversation. It's interesting when we were talking a minute ago, it made me, uh reminded me of a conversation I had with um, with someone a few years ago. And actually, he wrote a book about this. Um, uh, his name is Jesse Insler. Um, I was fortunate enough to be in a, a, a coaching course with him for six weeks. And one of the things that he always said was, when you're whatever you're doing, be in the moment, be conscious about what you're doing. And that is something that I have taken to heart very much. And I can't say that I'm perfect at it, but there are times when, you know, if you're washing the dishes, be washing the dishes. If you're having a conversation with someone, be in that conversation, not kind of like, okay, doing something else. And, you know, I mean, how many times, you know, my mom will call me during, the, you know, during the work day and I'm talking to her, but I'm reading an article. If I'm reading an article, how am I talking to my mom? And so I think that conscious awareness too about what we're doing and how we're doing it, like how conscious are we when we're in that moment, I think is so important. And then Susan, when you talked about the, the, you, the motivation you had, so the first time going to the gym, you're like, really? I don't have time to do that. Because as much as you, as much as you probably wanted to lose the weight, it was, you didn't have that kind of burning fire. And sometimes that's what we need to do, something that we don't like to do. Eventually, I think we learn to like some of those things, which I think um, we'll talk about that in a second. But I think it's really important for people to know that, yes, they can incorporate movement and health practices into their daily lives without it making, you know, without having to schedule like extra, extra time. Yes. So here's another example of that. And I'm so, I, I also want to address liking something later. But here's another example of what you just said, meditation. I was a type A person in high stress all the time, perfectionism, all of that, um, for reasons I, we won't go into now. But um, so I knew that uh, meditation could help me. And people told me you should meditate because they wanted me to be better and it would help me. But I couldn't meditate. I couldn't do meditation. I couldn't do all the things, sit there. So many people you hear talk about this. So I created an adaptive strategy, which now I realize was part of my personal health practice. I didn't know it then, as I said, but what I did then, because I wanted to feel better, was I created an adaptive strategy that I called creating meditative space. And so I never went into, you know, sitting on the meditation cushion and meditating for 25 minutes or, you know, even 10 solid minutes or, you know, stopping life and doing that, you know, that didn't fit into my life. But personally, I created as part of my personal health practice, which quieting the mind, 
is a beautiful part of a personal health practice. I called it bathroom meditation. So honestly, I really did. I, uh, you know, had young children and all the things, all the things. And so, but I still had to go to the bathroom. So when I would go into pee, I would sit there and I would invoke this idea. I'm just gonna, you know, kind of be here and now. I'm gonna breathe a bit, 30 seconds, 60 seconds, whatever it is. And I created what I would call a meditative space. I carried that beyond the bathroom eventually, um, <laughs> but I learned what we call uh, walking meditation, which is what you just um, you know, sort of invoked when you said doing what you can in the space that you are. And as opposed to, uh, being a busy working professional and mom and daughter and sister and friend and dog owner and homeowner and all of that, where you take yourself out of the space that you are to another space, going to the gym, going to a class, doing these things, having, you know, privacy for 30 minutes and quiet so that you can, you know, do your meditation. So that became part of my personal health practice. Again, remember the tip one is what works for me, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. And tip two is how can this change my life? Mm -hmm. And that honestly, really, truly did uh, change my life. Denise, I mean, I'm so lucky and blessed that God gave me a good physical package. My physical package today looks a lot different than it did earlier when I was had a different life with children and you know all those things. Um, but this package got created because of these uh, small, simple, good for me personal health practices that I put in place. And I, you know, and because I know you personally, I know some of your personal health practices. And of course, walking, uh, Mr. Cooper is one of them. You know, <laughs> yes. I think people forget you have a dog, you have to walk the dog. That's exercise. Um, what the interesting thing about, you know, kind of being meditative sometimes, like Mark and I take a walk in um, out on a trail pretty much every day that the weather is, you know, weather permitting. And there are some days when we'll chit chat, and there are other days where we, just kind of walk in somewhat silence. And it sometimes it's because, you know, sometimes like we, we kind of know each other and feel each other's vibe. Um, but a lot of times I just, you know, I'm just in awe of, you know, the beauty and, you know, how do I feel? And this is where, you know, this meditative piece kind of comes in for me is just to know how I feel, how differently I breathe when I'm out walking in nature, as opposed to being in my office. And I love my office, but you know, the, the, those personal health practices, you know, sure, I can sit and meditate for 10 minutes. I don't call it meditation myself personally. I, I basically just call it 10 minutes away from my computer. Yes, that would be an example of an adaptive strategy for, that is part of your personal health practice. You run a business, you love your office, it's great to be in front of your computer. It's fantastic if you're not in front of your computer, you're not you know, running your business and managing your business. Still and all, we know that every now and then it's good to step away and we can take 10 minutes you know, away from our computers and come to our own consciousness, do a little breathing, 
think about things in a more creative uh, way uh, that's not, you know, inside the box. And, um, and this is part of your personal health practice. But you brought up something else, which leads to my third tip. And you know how I feel about this, Denise, and it's accountability. So you said that you and Mark walk most days that are good, and that would be an example of accountability serving you so well to be successful in a personal health practice. Now you're going out, you're walking in nature, nature coming to consciousness of how just being in nature for me could change my mental orientation and my emotional state of being game-changing. Remember back to tip number two, what would be game-changing for you in your personal health practice? Nature, being out in nature and being in conscious awareness, just like you just said as well, of how nature serves and how you feel, you know, your body, you know, and your heart, how you feel when you're in nature. This is huge, still and all. If Mark doesn't say, hey, are we walking tonight? Or if you don't say to your very busy, you know, husband, uh, hey, are we walking tonight? Then you may or may not walk. The other person may be like, oh yes, we're walking tonight, right? right. Or I can't, but you go and you go, right? The accountability factor cannot be understated. It's why we have personal trainers. It's why we have coaches. It's why we have teams. It's why we have groups. And I cannot say how much part of my personal health practice includes accountability. Um, I did get into the gym back to the point that we said we were gonna come back to. My own daughter, uh, helped me. She brought me into a gym. She put a weight in my arms. She taught me what a lap Do sit again, was. Susan. Do that again. There you go. Yeah. And I, and I, I do, I, I do uh, focus on my physical body structure, my bone density, my muscle building uh, so that I can lift things in my home or wherever I need to be helpful so that I can be, um, you know, agile and have good balance so that I can take care of myself and, and be strong. And, um, but she showed me how to get into the gym. And then over a year's time, I started loving lifting weights. When the first time I lifted a bar, I was like, this is amazing. I can't believe I can do it. It's so fun. Now I lift up, down, back up, down, you know, and, um, and so the uh, I really did learn that lesson of how much I love something now that I never imagined. Same thing happened with running. Uh, when I said couch, I'm honestly barely even walked and I never ran. And I ended up one time running a half marathon. I've run many 5Ks, of course, but, um, and in the beginning, I was in agony. I was huffing and puffing. I hated it. I had the stitch nice constantly, stitch. the stitch in my side, and I was sweaty and it was awful. But eventually, and I'm talking about to the end of my block, my little tiny block and back, I, I couldn't even do it. Eventually, you know, the endorphins kick in and, and I was proud of myself and kind of shocked that I could run an uninterrupted mile. 
Um, and so that would be another example of something that I didn't love in the beginning, but that I grew to love because of how it served me. And the third tip mm -hmm. is asking yourself, what can my accountability be? Who can I uh, invite to be an accountability partner? With whom can I be in accountability? Because still in all, Denise, no matter how much you want it, life is hard. And sometimes, you know, we neglect. My accountability partner for the gym is traveling right now. I didn't go to the gym both days this week because uh -oh. <laughs> she's not here. Not there. So even though I'm saying what I'm saying, that's why I have this as tip number three, be in accountability with someone. Absolutely. Because, you know, I talk about that. It's one of the three pillars in um, my book, eat real food, make your decisions and be accountable. Exactly. I mean, you have to be accountable to yourself. But yeah, even being accountable to yourself, you need those other people. You need the support of others. Um, you know, we live in, you know, we live in a world, we used to live in tribes, like that's really how I think human nature really is. But, you know, I spent a lot of years um, before I got married, I lived on my own. Um, and so I didn't have that built in accountability. So I had to go look for it. And you have obviously found that accountability partner. I think um, you probably have more than one. Well, I mean, it's interesting uh, because I actually became her accountability partner in more recent, uh, at the beginning of this year, she asked me because I hadn't gone to the gym for a long time, because as you pointed out, I've been out walking Mr. Cooper and, and my walking practice, you know, my, okay, let's say it this way. My walking became a huge cornerstone of my personal health practice. So again, you just said that you learned it from that other person who wrote the book. Be in consciousness of where you are. So instead of resenting having to walk the dog so much because he was such a high energy dog or all these things or uh, listening to something constantly talking on the phone, I've even done coaching conversations while I'm walking, but mostly I'm in consciousness of where I am, just like you said. And um, in this case, yeah, she invited me and I do have different accountability partners for different areas of my life. And of course, as you know, I have an accountability group where I bring the group together because honestly, life is hard. There's a lot going on and there's a lot of fears and risks and difficulties and blocks, barriers and resistance that we have to break through. So it doesn't make you less strong. It doesn't make you weak to need accountability. It makes you stronger to have accountability. And this is honestly a cornerstone of my personal health practice, as I just said. I love it. It's, it's you know, what I think is so amazing, Susan, is you make it so simple. You know, and I think the, the challenge so many of our listeners and our viewers have is they make it so much harder than it needs to be. And I'm going to go back around to where we started. It needs to be something that works for you. Yes. Yeah. I, I, you are so right. Uh, others have helped make it seem hard and complicated. And I really understand what it's like 
um, it, you know, it may to look at me and to listen to me now and to see my energy level, it may be hard to imagine, you know, I'm 60 years old and I'm talking about 25 to 30 years ago when I knew all the shoulds. Uh, yeah. You know, you're cooking for the kids, you're this and that, it's busy and you're eating and, you, you know, you're not paying attention. And I I did have exactly what I started talking about in the beginning. I did have that guilt. I did have that shame. And those things led to the stress that we heap on ourselves. And that's why I can't thank you enough for calling out that I make it simple. This is the real me. Anybody who knows me is like, they know she's out walking the dog, oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, and she's been all of these things. And it is so beauty, a beautiful to have more simplicity in the mindset around all of this. And it's called personal health practices. What are yours? Or ask yourself, what are mine? So I love that we got to that point, Denise. I do too. And I think that's kind of where we need to uh, leave it. Um, though, before we go, please do tell our, uh, our listeners and our viewers um, how they can find you and, and get more of Susan Axelrod's wisdom. <laughs> Thank you so much. My website is whatwillyourlegacybe.com because in the end, Denise, what are we doing if not to know that we'll be remembered, that we've had an impact on life, that our legacy will be felt and experienced. So my website is whatwillyourlegacybe.com. I'm very active on LinkedIn. Find me at Susan Axelrod. And my YouTube channel is filled with hundreds of videos where you can get all this all the time. And I invite you to go there. It's called The Confidence Zone with Susan Axelrod. And um, you can just randomly click through any video and you will feel the enthusiasm and the motivation and the impetus to really confidently live the life that you want. Absolutely. If you're, if you've got a couple hours and you're ready to binge watch over the weekend, let me tell you, <laughs> this is why you should be binge watching, not Netflix. <laughs> I love it. Susan, thank you so much for our conversation today. Thank you to our audience, uh, our listeners and our viewers. Uh, I'm Denise Stiegel uh, with Living Healthy List. Our podcast here is called The Wonder Series because this is your opportunity to look outside of yourself, look at life from a different perspective and wonder how it could be if you change the way you think, the way you feel and the way you view everything in life. So I will leave you uh, today with this. Um, start wondering and start living. I'll see you next week. You've been listening to The Wonder Series, brought to you by Living Healthy List. If you're interested in joining us as an expert guest on The Wonder Series, then please email us at support at livinghealthylist.com. And if you're ready to stop wondering and start creating that life you've always dreamed of, then join the Living Healthy List Coaching Club today. For more information, click the link in the show notes or visit us at livinghealthylist.com. Join us next Wednesday for another edition of the Wonder Series. Till then, I leave you with this. Healthy living, happy life. <music>